Hi, this is T. It's Joey. And Kwana. Welcome to Views from the Chicks, a music podcast where we discuss music as it pertains to everyday life. Good morning, good evening, good night. Welcome to Views from the Chicks. I'm T, and I'm here with my girls. And I'm Joey, and I'm here. I'm Kwana. I'm here. Ow. Hey, ladies. Hey, hey, hey. How y'all doing? Good. You good? You good? I'm good. How yeah. good? Real good. Real good. Kwana, how good you are? I'm um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hesitant. What's I'm going right. on? Just tired. Just like, you know, trying to get my life together. Basically, so right. aren't we all? Thank God our guest is here. Maybe she can help me. Yes, <laughs> yes. I was gonna get to that. We gonna get to that. So yes, as I always say, whenever we have guests in honor of 2018, we are leveling leveling up, and we got guests. So in honor of National Mental Health Awareness Month, which is the month of May, which we are in, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all remember <laughs> what month we are in? Mm-hmm. It's yes. May, y'all. It's May. So we have it's none other than. Nyella Warren. Whoop, whoop. Hey. Hi. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing very good. Can you please let the people know a little bit about yourself? I am a 20-something <laughs> therapist. Don't be scared of the um, number, girl. 20 and fine. I'm, I'm working on it. Yes. Um, and I'm a marriage and family therapist by training, and I'm currently working as a substance abuse counselor in Midtown Manhattan. Woo-hoo. Oh, yes. And I love that you are a woman of color. Whoa, yes. Whoa. Talk about it. In yes. the mental health field, because there's not a lot of that representation. Mm-hmm. So I want to kudos to you and Thank taking you. the leap of faith and entering a field that we're not, I guess, welcome or talked about much. Yes. So Very yes, true. Very yes, true. Yes. yes. So, in honor of Mental Health Month, we decided that we wanted to talk about mental health and its effects on the music industry. And this is like a topic we've had on the list for quite some time, mm-hmm. right, ladies? Mm-hmm. We spoke about it loosely in a few episodes, but yeah, definitely mm-hmm. want to dive in on this one. Yes. Yes. And we're so glad that we have the, you know, great guests to join us who can help. <laughs> yes. Give us a little bit of perspective professionally on some of the things that are going on, things that people see all the time mm-hmm, all that the maybe time. they don't really think too deeply about. Yes. Yeah. But before we get all serious and stuff, because this could be a little heavy, mm-hmm. and and I'll try not to be joking too much once we get into the <laughs> topics, because <laughs> mental health is not to be funny no, or to be played all, with. <laughs> but I wanted to do a little fun segment. Segment. Ooh, I don't know what I'm. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Forgive me. It's been a a journey to get here. So (laughs) I wanted to do a segment called Ask Nye. So, ladies, do you have any questions that you would like to ask Nye? Hmm. Okay, I'm going to ask you a general question. Mm -hmm. What drew you to therapy? Like, what was it about it where you were just like, you know what? This is something that I really want to I want to do this. So interestingly enough, I started out in high school in fashion design. So I was really, really into that. And I realized that in the time where we're all supposed to be doing our projects and stuff, I wasn't. I was talking to everybody about everything um, besides fashion, besides the gowns I'm supposed to be making and everything like that. And then um, I just decided I was kind of thinking about like what I wanted to do when I got to college and I was like, well, I just want to talk to people all day long, clearly, because that's all I do now. <laughs> so what can I do? Might, you know, might as well flip it to bread, exactly, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So I was like, well, what can I do that'll have me doing that? And I'm like, well, the therapist, a counselor will do that. So I was like, all right, cool. So I applied for psychology. It was very casual. I did not take that process seriously at all. Mm-hmm. But um, I did my psych class, my first one, and I was obsessed from that moment on. Nice. All right. I like how you yeah. use your natural gift to just yeah. like, you like, I'm gonna make a dollar out of this, okay? Really? Yeah, Isn't I'm gonna, that just, what I'm gonna we just flip all want? this. Just flip it. And, yeah, we, we gotta want. make, you know. Okay. <laughs> and having, you know, a lot of people don't know, but we all went to college together. Yes, fun Ooh. fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. Philly you. That's well, right. Well, not Philly anymore. Not Philly anymore. anymore. But, 
right. whatever. That's all. That's all y'all need to know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. All up in our business. <laughs> Mind your business. But having been around you, I will definitely say that you are definitely a people person, and you're very warm mm-hmm. and fun to be around. So you are in the right field Thank for you. sure. Thank you. Of course, that means a lot. I have a a question just to piggyback off of Joey's question. As a therapist and a counselor, I know sometimes you'll have friends or people ask you, people that you're close to, maybe family or friends ask you questions. Do you answer as a friend or do you answer as a therapist? Oh, that's good. That's you good. know what? That is something that I feel like is a little bit hard to answer only because I feel like a part of me, the part of me that's a therapist is just also my personality. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of times when I'm just talking to my friends, I don't even mean to sound therapeutic, mm-hmm. but it's just the way I ask questions or the way that I'm listening or the way that I like pull my shovel out to dig into people mm-hmm. when they're not doing what they know they're spo- they not supposed to be doing. I think that that's just just how I naturally am. Mm, okay. But um, if I ever feel like I always steer my friends in like the therapeutic sort of direction, if I do feel like they need deeper things, like I try to keep it very light and homegirl-esque. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that way they don't think that what I'm giving them is therapy. But I do know that the way I talk to people is therapeutic sometimes. Nice. Okay. I can see that. What about yeah. you, T? You got any questions for Nye? I got a lot of questions. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I have... I will. I have a question that's uh, more on a personal note. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, especially in the Black community, we don't discuss seeking therapy, mm-hmm. right? So I'm a person who's been in therapy, uh, went through it a, for a minute, mm-hmm. but I felt comfortable enough to do it because my mom is a therapist. Mm-hmm. The person who I was dating at the time went through therapy. Mm -hmm. Uh, His family was very encouraging of it. So I felt like I had a support system to go into therapy. So my question is to you, how do you encourage others, like if you have a friend, a family member, to seek that kind of help? Because I know within our community, and I'm West Indian, mm-hmm. okay. no one no one discusses anything. No, right, right. You know, nope. you, you just, you know, you pray on it. We don't talk about God that. God will handle it. Right. Yeah. Right. It's God's like, it's a it. secretive thing, you know? And like, there's, I, there's so much things about like my life. I want to tell other family members, but I don't feel comfortable because of the mm-hmm. nature of our upbringing. Yep. So how yeah. do you encourage a family member, a friend, or someone you don't know Um, without even them knowing you're a therapist or Mm -hmm. you're in that field, to seek help? Well, I think one of the things that have, one, stopped, like, black people in particular from seeking therapy is just for a long time our connection with getting any sort of help, whether it was medical or psychiatric, has always been sort of demeaning, like our relationship Mm -hmm. with science and medicine. There were so many times where we were just not understood, and because of that, that pushed a lot of people away. Um, so I think one of the ways that I try to get people to like ex- explore it is, you know, try to compare the relationship that they have with their friends and saying that, you know, your friends are a really important support system, but your friends are way more invested in your decisions than your therapist would be. Mm. And your therapist Perfect. will allow you to make those decisions um, just, you know, autonomously, you know mm. what I mean? And without putting any extra pressure on you. Yeah. So that usually helps people to feel more free Mm -hmm. and be able to express themselves openly in ways that they may not be able to do that with their friends or their family. I completely agree because I've experienced where friends feel like, oh, you don't share a lot with me. I'm Mm -hmm. always sharing with you. Mm -hmm. But then when you go to said person and you discuss, you feel more comfortable. I'm like, yeah, because they don't have any preconceived notions. They don't have any history Right. I'm just speaking free will. Exactly. And and they don't know me from a can, a can of paint, you know? Exactly, exactly. So it's just an open space, and I wish, I think you explained that beautifully. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an open space for people to just unleash, you right. know? Right, exactly. Without feeling judged. This person doesn't know you, and you can, it's very comfortable space and a safe space. Exactly, yeah. 
I think that was perfectly said. And that was a really good question, actually, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, talking to, like you said, being from the islands, my mom, even more so, she's more focused on, like, her um her physical well-being. You know, she's getting older. She has, like, arthritis in her knees yeah. and stuff. So she's, like, always talking about her physical health, physical health. And to make her understand how important mental health is, I'm just like, your mental health is just as important as your physical health. Absolutely. You know, and I'm like, think about it. We're the only one that perceives the world the way that we do through our vision. And that's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. Everyone's perceiving mm-hmm. it differently. And I'm just like, you got to nurture that especially now we're just seeing so much thing on the news and everything that's happening in the world and once I drew that reference for her she kind of like she's still a little like you know whatever Mm -hmm. old school about it (laughs) but she's a little more open to it because she's realizing like okay if you don't take care of your physical health you have ailments and things that happen because of that and I'm like that's the same thing with mental health if you have Mm -hmm. experienced trauma or like something from your childhood and you don't seek therapy or you know deal with it in a certain kind of way it's gonna Mm -hmm. it's gonna catch up to you eventually absolutely and that's that's such a perfect way to explain it because that's how I also explain it with certain clients that I have who are um, resistant to it mm-hmm. is that you have to look at your mind just as your body, right? If there's something yes. going on physically, you would go to the doctor and try to figure it out, Absolutely. right? Your mind works exactly the same way. As soon as you notice something is not functioning the way it used to be or you're not functioning the way that you used to, that might be a good time to say, well, what's really going on, right? And if you can't figure it out just from your own exploration, then see if you can get some outside help. But thir- a second opinion is always a good thing. Right? Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. And then also... I'm someone who goes to church as well. Mm -hmm. And I love my pastor because he's always encouraging. He's like, you can't pray everything away. Mm -hmm. And he says, sometimes there's things that can be fixed in the church, but, you know, through God, he works through you and he works through these people Mm -hmm. as a vessel to help you. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I love that my church offers is they offer uh, 15 free um, sessions with a therapist because we have something called the Dream Center. So there's different avenues if you can't afford it. Mm-hmm. There's options mm-hmm. out there yep. that you don't you don't have to go through it alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and that's great. And it's also a lot of times what happens in your head will start to affect your body. Oh, exactly. Like being yep. someone who's like had anxiety before, I know how when your mind is messed up, mm-hmm. then it's like you're sleeping all the time, you're tired, your back hurts, and you're like, what's wrong with me? Your stomach is upset. It's like mm-hmm. when your mind is not right, your body will follow. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, maybe I got to go to the doctor. And it's like, you know, sometimes you do really have to think about your mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So getting to the topic at hand today, mental health and the music industry, there's a lot of artists out there that use their platform as a musician to bring awareness to mental health. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some good and some in a negative way. Uh, you know, we have Logic, who has that song. Was it one eight? Was it one eight hundred? It's the suicide hotline. Suicide hotline. Suicide yeah, hotline. That's hotline. the name of the song. Mm-hmm. And that I thought that was done in such a great way. But the hottest topic that's been going on for the whole month, I feel like <laughs> the month of April, is um, someone goes by the name. I don't know. I want to say former rapper, <laughs> formerly known as Kanye Kunye. Conway, if you've been to New York and <laughs> or, you shop there. Or Kanye Kardashian. Yes. Oh my yes. So our friend, Brother Ye, I'm going to call him brother now, because yeah. you know we have to get someone together, you call him brother. Yeah. 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 Brother, sister. <laughs> brother Ye. <laughs> come here, little boy. Let me talk to you. I got to reference Jacob. Sorry. Oh, my <laughs> no, God. Let, come let me talk to you for a second. So he went on a series of rants on Twitter, because he has an album coming out. He has his artist albums coming out, and he just went in on Twitter. He talks about his support for Donald Trump and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. But the thing that just really got everyone really hot and bothered it was when he was on TMC, and he was talking about... Um, for 400 years he says 400 years that sounds like a choice regarding to slavery Mm -hmm. so everybody went into an uproar and I know Kim came out and says I I don't like when you guys talk about mental health and my husband Mm -hmm. it's not a joke mental health is not something funny but what was you guys' opinion when you saw this interview and then his rants? He's just been having a lot of erratic behaviors. I have so many thoughts on Kanye because I do feel like um, without trying to like push a diagnosis on him, I will say that something is not right. Mm. Um, and I think that be, everyone can see that, whether you are prof- in the field or not. Right. And the fact that everybody's antenna went up means that something's going on. 
we're not all like not seeing what we're seeing. Um, but I do think that Kanye is probably now in a world where he is it sounds like he's very pressured with certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, like when he was going on that rant, he talked about how all the people who told him not to um, say to say that um, he didn't agree with everything Donald Trump said or um, how he talks about, I don't know, being like one with the universe. And he has he does a lot of like yeah, tangential of like, yeah. type of thinking. Mm-hmm. And when I, I watched the I watched it again just to make sure. And I understand <laughs> some of the elements of his argument in the idea of free thought. Right. right? Yes. Right. Most Agreed. definitely. That if he would have just stayed there, it would have been okay. I agree. Yes. But he went into many, many different avenues. Right. And I think the one that was most hurtful was when he was talking about, obviously, black people. Yes. And talking about how black people don't care about black um, other black people killing blacks. Yeah, until, black on black crime. Yeah, we don't and, care about black on black crime. We only care about it when white people do it. And I think that's a very false narrative. Yeah, but yep, I think absolutely. That, yeah, I think that's also um, an example of who he's around, mm, to absolutely. be honest. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I think, like, my thing, my thing with the whole Connie thing with the... Um, with that comment that he made. I think that Kanye clearly thinks a lot of thoughts, but he's very erratic in terms of his delivery. Mm -hmm. I feel like the intent that he has behind it, he means well, but he's just trying to make sure that he gets all of his thoughts across, that he doesn't really take the time, or maybe he doesn't know how, to really let it sit and Mm -hmm. think about how what I'm going to say is going to affect people or make sure that my message is coming across very clearly. Because I understand what he's saying with free thought because Mm -hmm. we see it all the time. You know, everyone thinks the same or Mm -hmm. goes with the flow or, you know, formulate your own opinion. Formulate your own opinion. Like, Mm -hmm. I totally am behind him on that and I think everyone... Um, who's connecting to the free the free thinking aspect to like the lady that he backs, Candace and all that. Mm-hmm. I think the definition of that is a little skewed to everyone's understanding of what he means by right. that. Mm-hmm. But I think he means well and like what he said about slavery, I think he's more so talking about the mental effect yes. more yes. so than like you can mm-hmm. just up and decide, I ain't gonna be a slave today yeah. Yeah. and walk off the field <laughs> yeah. like no. But, but of course he can't really I don't think he's trying to take the time to articulate. Right, that. right. That's the problem. I mean, when when I saw the clip, in my opinion, I mean, I have a two and a half year old at home, <laughs> and in my opinion, it looks go there. it looks like not so much free thought, but it looks like he wants to go against what everyone is saying, right. Mm-hmm. Right. just right. because it's everybody a point. is saying, yeah. It. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's not so much. You know what? Well, let me. You know, like. Hey guys, yes, Donald Trump is, you know, problematic in a lot of ways and and he's not great for mm-hmm. our country, but let's look at maybe some of the good he's done. Like if he mm-hmm. wanted to do you yeah. know, talk about yeah. some positive <clears throat> things. I mean, I don't know yeah. what you would say, but <laughs> okay. but that's my problem with him. To to turn it around in a positive way, but but to me it's like now he's getting into this realm of like I'm a, I'm a genius. I'm a free thinker. So I'm just gonna throw all these things out mm-hmm. out here and mm-hmm. just be um, rebellious yeah. because I just want to be different than anyone else. Or I'm tired of you guys telling me I need to be one way. Right. So I'm gonna be rebellious and go the complete but, opposite. But does anybody really want expects Kanye to be one way? No one has ever expected that from him yeah. I, he's he's not a person that I would say that would walk a straight line but I mean, he does his own way but people miss college miss, dropout Kanye yeah, no but I think that. but I think naturally people put expectations on anyone yeah. especially yeah. the celebrities you have expectations of anyone anyone that you're watching on TV you expect them to hold themselves to a certain, certain standard exactly mm-hmm. yeah. yeah expectations but, are put on us every day like you know I think that's just Generally speaking, we do that with people in general. Yeah, yeah and I, I feel like his approach is just adolescent. Like right. it, just, it feels yeah. like, well, like a very sneaky, cunning way to try to get people to see his overall mm-hmm. perspective. And it's like you have such a powerful voice in in the way that a lot of people can hear you, but you're not using it effectively. Like yeah. if he was able to verbalize his thoughts in a way that made sense, mm-hmm. I think he would be well received. I don't think anybody would give him the backlash that he's been getting, but it right. sounds like the attempt is very like it just feels like a temper tantrum it just yeah. feels yes. like just hear me out hear me out listen to what I have to say but what are you saying right. and some of it doesn't sound like it's very logical that's why like what Van said I, I don't really think you're saying anything mm. right now because <laughs> no, it doesn't really not. sound like you're saying much no you feel like you just yeah it's like asking a toddler what's wrong why are you upset and they can't really <laughs> articulate just, right they know what, what they're feeling but they're like they know yeah. that they're upset yeah. right. but like your mom tells you think before you speak 
He's not thinking before he speaks. He's just saying it and just like mm-hmm. blurting it, like you said, like a two-year-old. Mm. And then I had a lot of feelings on this also, especially when he was talking about being mentally enslaved. And I was reading right. a Time um, Time Magazine article and they were talking about, well, you know, in actuality, slaves were not mentally enslaved because they had all the, um, the, the spirituals, the songs that they were singing and they were talking about, not just saying, he, she was saying in the article that what he's saying is not 100% accurate about being mentally enslaved because there are ways people who were pushing against the grain and um, being rebellious. Yeah, and doing and, and re- Yeah, thought. so, yeah, think, these things did happen. And then, you know, he didn't put in perspective because I was also reading that a lot of people who were being rebellious were men. Majority were men, men who didn't have families. They didn't. They weren't married. These were all single men who were being rebellious. And then you also think about where the free states were, and they were more north. So if you're looking at someone in Oklahoma, for them to get from Oklahoma all the way to New York, New York is going to be like impossible. So for him to say that, yes, we everybody had a choice. They could have did something, but there were so many roadblocks in that pathway to get to get to freedom. So it's just, it's just he did a. It's not that simple. But, it's but not just a choice. The choices, what, what are the choices? Death exactly. or be here? Like, that's yeah, not do a I want to go see my exactly. mom get, you know, hung? Like, I don't, th- that's like. But there was also a, a way of mentally breaking down those slaves so that they I agree. Will y'all saw the Willie Lynch. Y'all read the Willie Lynch letter. We read the Willie Lynch. I'm saying, yes, I agree. He there's had a there's step one. This is how you get the And men I think it was called How to Break a Slave or it's something called, like it's that. It's called How to Break a Slave. I'm okay, just saying. For people who don't know, Google Willie Lynch, How to Break a Slave. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because y'all yes, always on your did. phone. So go ahead and Google yes. it. And you can read it yourself. Yes. And I mean, I I when we had to read that in college, that yeah. was a best eye, class I ever took. Yeah, eye opening mm. moment yes, for me. That was such a best good class. African American because studies. and he mm. said that this would go on for thousands and thousands of yeah. years, which is true, and yeah. it's still going on. Right. Yeah, but I wish when Kanye was articulating all these things, he should have referenced the Willie Lynch. I would have respected him more if he's talking about Trump. Give me some facts, like you were saying, Quana. Yeah. Run it down. Run me the facts yeah. and like, let me what know. What do you like about him? Okay, yeah. what does he do for well, you? Well, this is the thing because I feel like I really wish the TMZ interview didn't happen because I feel like if I don't know if you guys watched the interview with Charlemagne I feel like he articulated himself much better in that interview and they did it in his home which is a familiar place he's comfortable he feels like he's in his safe space almost where he's not being judged by someone Um, he always talks about how Charlemagne is someone that he respects because of his free thought and free Mm -hmm. mind Mm -hmm. so I feel like he was in a comfortable space which allowed him the opportunity to express himself correctly. Mm-hmm, yeah. And what he said was the reason why he likes Trump, not because he likes what Trump stands for, but the fact that he's like, look at who Trump is. He's a celebrity. He's this person. And someone like him became president and let me know that anything is possible. So I feel like he identifies with Trump in terms of not what he's talking about, but just mm-hmm. the fact that here's this person who says how he feels or whatever. He identifies with him personally. Like, this is me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he sees like, oh, he can be president, I can do anything I want. Anything is possible. Mm-hmm, yeah. The sky's the limit. That's why he's on this whole love everyone, love everyone thing because of that. But then the TMZ thing came out and I was, and I think Charlamagne even gave him donkey of the day like after yeah, that. Yeah, right. Well, Charlamagne like, gave like, himself donkey of the day. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah But I think the other part is that he said um, at TMZ that he had like popped a pill the day before he like did this, um, that whole TMZ thing to make oh, sure. because like, he said he was insurance. addicted. Yeah, he was addicted oh. um, to And opioids. in my mind, like the first thing I'm thinking of is, well, what pills were you popping? Mm-hmm. He said opioid. You know, yeah, he what? said he was addicted to opioids. Right, and then like what? Like from the drug um, abuse world, when he said that he was addicted to opioids, and then he left the hospital, and mm-hmm. then he left out with like seven more pills. Like I totally understand that. I really get that from a medical and psychiatric yeah, standpoint. Right. But that also makes me wonder: what are they treating? Mm. And is he following up with treatment or is he not? Because those two, those were two different people Mm -hmm. at that Charlemagne Mm -hmm. interview and TMZ. They were really, really different. Well, he said that he initially was taking the opioids because he went to go get liposuction. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So they gave him that for for the pain. And the reason why he got liposuction was for a vain reason, because he said he didn't want to be called fat like Rob Kardashian, his brother-in-law, which is... Silly. I mean, but that, yeah, but, but that's, but the that's world a real thing. In. Think about that's... the family that he's in. They've all, they all obviously had issues with their appearance, right. which is why they went and did what they never... did. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I totally like, understand. Yeah, that seems vain to us, but that's that's, that's the a world real that thing. he is in. The whole, that's 
Yeah, that's the world. And the that way for me, like when he, like you said, and I, when he spoke about being on opi- opioids, the way it came off to me, I was just also thinking, like, who are you around? Where this seems well, okay you see his wife. You. Yeah, they exactly. they go get plastic surgery. The like they get yeah. coffee. So he must be around someone who is doing this on the regular, and then he's realizing. Yeah, maybe like, she yeah. encouraged him, like, babe, you're getting a little. <laughs> Right. Time for some and I think lipo. Whatever tribe you're around, it's going to normalize yeah. certain behavior. Right. So if yeah. you're around, every, if everybody around you is getting plastic surgery, then getting plastic surgery is it's not nothing. a big deal. Yeah. Like, so when you get it, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, you want to do this? Well, let me, you know, give you my doctor's name. Like, people are going to, you know, oh, mm-hmm. let me refer you to mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, just to add real quick, with the TMZ thing, another thing that made it different you know, TMZ is like, I think it's live, right? Mm-hmm. Like TMZ is live. So imagine imagine the anxiety that he has coming on, knowing that he's about to be in front of all of these people. Like mm-hmm. even when he did the whole Taylor Swift thing, he was gone off the Henny. Mm-hmm. He had the Henny in his hand yeah. on the red carpet. So yeah. he clearly has some kind of social, <laughs> I feel like he has like a social anxiety type of thing yeah. going on as well, yeah. where he feels like he needs these other coping mechanisms to mm-hmm. deal with these yeah. face-to-face situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. the question, so if you're a select, like someone like Kanye, right? You have such a huge platform. He has almost like a cult following. Right. And I think a lot of the celebrities are speaking out and saying like, oh, Kanye, you, you can't do this. You can't do this. As a celebrity, do you think it's a lot of pressure for them to vocalize how they feel about different issues because of the huge following that they have? Do you think that's something they struggle with? Because maybe there are more people who think like Kanye that just won't say it. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I think that that's, and I think that's why I agree with his perspective of free thought because I think as a celebrity, you are you are sort of like the leader of your whole following, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you want to make sure that you are in alignment with the people who are following you. Right. So if you notice your following being people who are, let's say, mostly, pe- mostly people of color, right? right? And they're into like social justice issues mm-hmm. and they're into the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. And as that leader of that following, you come out and you say, well, I'm not really into that. Mm-hmm. Then you risk losing all of those yeah. people mm-hmm. and losing all that money, quite right. frankly, of people who were supporting you. Yep. Right. So I think a lot of times they do feel sort of boxed in to not verbalize certain thoughts about specific subjects mm-hmm. um, and topics because they don't want to risk losing that um, losing those followers yeah. but also losing that uh, losing yeah losing that check basically <laughs> right the bag right <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I mean it's a it's it's a tough place to be in I feel like you have to make a decision when you be I mean some people don't choose that it, it just kind of just them. like kind of like Cardi B like she didn't choose to be mm-hmm. this rapper like it just kind of fell into her lap and she's like oh my god now I have to be a role model for all these people it's just like they're in such a tough space even with Cardi B she has said in the past that she was much happier before she got famous and I can completely understand that because you can just live your life you want to get up and go to ShopRite and and then come home and like Mm -hmm. you can do that but have Cardi B go to ShopRite, it'll be a madhouse. Mm, like, right. after what, like, that may seem cool at first, or, oh, people want my autograph, yeah. people want a picture, cool. Mm-hmm. But now it's invading your life. Yeah, your yeah. space. And now she has the baby coming. Mm-hmm. Like, now she, it's her like, relationship is public, she women want to come do out. anything right. without somebody, com- like, just imagine. Like whatever you did this weekend, and mm-hmm. then you open up your Instagram, and yeah. there's all, there's like a million and something comments on what you just did. Right, and half yeah. of it is like, okay, well you Negative. weren't there, so you don't know <laughs> what really happened. Like yeah. that would mess up anybody's yeah. mind. But right? I think that like there's also a certain level of like I don't know how informed they are about this, but I don't think that they don't know that when they get into these fields, this mm-hmm. is what they're going to be right. doing. Like, this is what your life is going to be like. Maybe right. the they extent, may not understand but, yeah. the intensity mm-hmm. of it, but I do think that they know. And I think a yeah. part the people who align themselves with certain industries, they do understand and they're yeah. okay with it, yeah. right? It's just like doctors. They know they're going to be in school for the rest of this their fucking true. life, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same they thing just with, know that. with um, football players and um, NBA players. They have to take courses on how to... Uh, properly handle their social media and like especially when you have um, you represent different brands and what things you can say and you cannot say there's like I don't know if they have that for musicians they should they should but something like a boot camp so you can kind of like know and navigate because some of these people are like just off off the handle Mm -hmm. yeah so going back to social media right um, as a celebrity um, 
when you have the comment sections. Now mm-hmm. Instagram has the option where you can turn off your comment section, turn on. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have social, you know, social mm-hmm. platforms mm-hmm. that we use on a regular. I mean, if imagine you having thousands of people commenting on your picture and invoking their opinion mm-hmm. on what you look like, right. uh, what you said. Their opinions on situations that they think they know about. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do you think that affects the musician, the artist? Mm-hmm. I mean, how would it affect us? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, they operate the same way we do. We're all human. So I feel like it's definitely just on a... I I couldn't do it, man. Me neither. I couldn't do it. Like, people talk about, you know, people say, oh, I want to be famous. I want to be famous. I'm like, I don't want to be famous. I'm like, why? I'll take take the wealthy part. For what? Yes, give me the money. Give me the money. I'll be wealthy. Secure the bag. Okay. I do not want the fame. I'll be one of those people that own those companies and nobody knows my name. I don't. Because let somebody talk about my baby's hair on a uh, (laughs) a picture. I would be tight. (laughs) You would go in. I spent five hours on this baby's hair. I know. <laughs> Look about. Think about that. Like yeah. when Beyonce had blue around oh, and everyone's please. commenting on Are blue's hair, yeah. and then she she had to put that in her song. song. I like my baby I hair with afro. Yes. Right, right. No, I think it's. Um, I think that is something that will just induce a lot of anxiety and a right. lot of depression in people because mm-hmm. I think celebrities are already trying to live up to something mm-hmm. already and it's usually like either their colleagues who are also doing similar things like mm-hmm. they're doing to cope right yep. Yep. and you know seeing getting all of that feedback like it's like having like I just it's just overwhelming a I million imagine. friends like That's having a million friends. yeah with all like very strong opinions but a million and some friends very that you hateful don't know. never met right. yeah you never met. and hateful opinions but hateful. I would just turn the comments off oh, yeah, I I don't really know yeah. there'd be no comments under nope. any yeah. picture yeah. No. I don't want to know that's probably why you have certain <laughs> artists publicist. who post like one picture or two pictures because yeah. now you just got to deal with comments coming out of one picture imagine having thousand pictures and somebody yeah. scrolling back for years yeah. commenting on all them old nah too much noise crazy like I took like a little social media break like a few months ago and I just like took all the apps off my phone just yes and it was important done. and what was interesting is that I realized that that world is not real like it, no, it it's really not. isn't nope. like it's when, not. It's, when nope. you take it off your phone you don't know what's going on nope. you don't know who's doing what nobody's exactly. asking about anything and you're just showing up in the world just that's mm-hmm. it. You're more present too. Yeah, exactly. Speaking, I mean, I do that all the time. I take breaks all the time. Oh. People be like, "Oh, T, T, back on the gram." Yep, she's back. <laughs> I, I have to take. I have to take those breaks because I find myself becoming so consumed. I mean, mm. you could people can judge me all they want, and however I interpret my social media and whatever, mm-hmm. that's my problem. And how I choose to handle it is it is what it is. But I have to take breaks. Period. No, you need yeah. breaks. It, it becomes too time-consuming, first of all. I'm trying to go to bed. I'm like two, three, four hours in on Instagram. Okay. Right, right. One page leads to the next. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's and affecting right. your performance at work the next day. Exactly. Yeah. And then people invoke their opinions on how I'm living my life. Like, they... Oh, you always here. You always out. Where you get your outfit from? Where you, oh, you got money. I know you making money. Like, mind your business. You don't know how I get my check. You don't know how I get to point A to point B. Like, it's none of your business. I like to go out and not document every moment. Absolutely. I had an incident when I was at Broccoli Fest. Um, I was with one of my friends. Love him to death. But after the next day, and he know I'm going to be talking about him. This is you. Yes, I'm talking about you. Uh, the next day, we was in CVS because I had a hangover headache situation. Mm-hmm. He Snapchatted me getting my um, my Advil. Oh. He's like, look at this bitch getting Advil. She thinks she hungover. And I was like, yes, I'm hangover. And then I put my <laughs> hand in the camera. I was like, this moment does not need to be documented. Right yeah. And then he's like laughing. <laughs> but that was my a personal moment. Yeah. And then, you know, I said something to him about it. But like, it's all jokes and fun, but I'm only using it as an example of how invasive right. social media absolutely and like I don't need every moment documented and I also found it very offensive how a friend found out what location I was and I didn't even post about it because Mm. she saw mutual friends that I was with that weekend were in the same location and then text me the next day like oh how was the event I'm like how did you know I was here I didn't document any moment of being at said person's event Mm. but you know I was there like she saw you in somebody she she saw me in someone else's snap and she figured put two and two like that's too much 
Yeah. That's why I keep relationships private yeah. on social media. It's just too... Imagine a celebrity. That's how the Shade Room puts stuff together okay. all the time. All oh the my time. Goodness. Yeah, no, the Shade Room takes it to a whole nother <laughs> level. Nev- like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. But I, I think that, like, in social me- social media is really, like, becoming a new addiction for a lot yep. of people. Mm-hmm. A lot. And I don't think that we realize that. Like, that, um, not to sound all, like, scientific, but as soon as we get a like, as soon as we get a friend, as soon as mm-hmm. we get a anything, Instant our brains start hitting that dopamine, and we're like, yeah. Yep, let's do it. What's the next fix? Let me get it. What's Mm -hmm. next? And I don't think that we realize just how much of an impact that is making on us. Like, even Mm -hmm. I don't really, well, I've been on social media a lot more lately. But typically, I wasn't really on it that much. Mm -hmm. And even when I took my break, I just noticed how much happier I was not being on it. Just, like, living in Mm -hmm. this world. Like, not the Instagram world, not Facebook's world, but just the real world. No, seriously. (laughs) And it was just, I felt like I had more time because I did not have time to be scrolling on this. And on top of that, I just felt happier because I wasn't constantly seeing all the things that I should be doing, should be wearing, Mm -hmm. should be eating, should be going. How you should be looking. No, that is Exactly. True. When I'm just going to work. That right? is so true. <laughs> like, I'm uh, maybe about a couple months ago, I, cause I, like, I check in and out of like, like, Instagram is usually the app that I'm on. Mm-hmm. So, Facebook is more for like, if my mother will be like, I <laughs> family. Sent you a message. And I'm like, oh, okay, why didn't you just text me? So, I gotta go on Facebook to see whatever she wants to tell me. Uh, but like, so Facebook she can't is text more you? for that. She, well, she'll text me. She sent me a message. Oh, that's too funny. So fine. That's that like, how parents work yes. nowadays. Yes. 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 So things like that. So Facebook is more like it's for I the see my family. Yes. Yeah. Auntie, parents. uncle. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been hit up by like people from like elementary school. See, that's a cool aspect school. of it. No, not a, not all of them. Oh, but um, cut that shape. <laughs> not all of them, but yeah, because a lot of times people just want to be nosy. Mm. This is true. And Very like, nosy. Oh, I see. Okay, maybe you. Oh, let me scroll because you can still see pictures mm-hmm. without being a friend. Mm-hmm. You can still see a little bit. So like, oh, oh, okay, you had a baby. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, is that your boyfriend? Oh, so then people will Mind like, hey, hey, remember me? Mm-hmm. From and then they ask you, oh, how's it going? How's this? How's this? How's this? And it's mm-hmm. like, uh, you're just. Like we don't know each other. Like that. That we don't know each other. That just reminded me of something. Years ago, (laughs) but we don't know each other. So to come at somebody in a way that's like very familiar, Mm -hmm, I -hmm. personally don't like that, Mm -hmm. and that's the quickest way for me to decline. Yeah, it's like we we're not cool. That that just reminded me of something. There's this girl I actually saw her the other day when I was at work. There was this girl that I went to high school with. We had the same friend group. You know, it's the people where you talk to when you're in school. But if I see you outside of quarters, we not that that cool. But we'll give each other (laughs) the hello goodbye type thing right. I'm at work at the hospital or whatever and I gotta help her she's there to see her grandmother mm-hmm. and you know people come up in the feed I'm not always on Facebook but she is but I'm looking I'm looking the girl dead in her face and we were there's no way she wouldn't remember me because we hung out together with mutual friends and she mm. tried to act all cold but yet when on social media on social media yeah. y'all best friends liking, mm. liking pictures and shit yeah. like bitch what Cause what you know, it makes like Nosy. a really blurred boundary yeah. that's why because people like people think, think people think they know you because they're seeing everything you're doing so that mm-hmm. creates like this familiar sort of relationship mm-hmm. so now when I see you in the stream it's like oh my gosh look at your baby and it's like um I never told you never that. told I you had a kid yeah. so this is weird right yeah. and I think that that's what makes it difficult mm-hmm. to have like relationships outside of this because mm-hmm. online it's so it's it makes things very unclear. You know, yep. nothing yeah. is very like, this is what we're doing and this is not what we're doing. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Well, and, good, jo- um, and Joey, um, you wanted to mention something. You had an article about oh, yeah. social media. You wanted to mention something really quick. Yeah, so this bring, this is drawing back to um, what we talked about with social media and celebrities and how it affects them. So this is from an article on Noisy.com and I'm just going to read a little bit of it. So it says, Dr. Arthur Cassidy, who's a psychologist who specializes in celebrity and social media, tells me, and the person writing this is a music journalist, tells me that near incessant attention online has the capacity to impact a person's mental health in a profoundly negative way. And then he says, I quote, there are constant demands from people on social media for celebrities. Sociological issues arise from trying to please people and it can create an incredible sense of burnout. It becomes hard to take control of your own life or even to be normal offstage when there is total invasion of privacy. It can be very depressing trying to have a normal life when when your life really isn't that normal at all. 
So yeah, I thought that was interesting. I'm like, okay, there's people who's actually psychologists who actually focus on yeah. music and like, nice. wow, like that's so there's someone. Yeah, yeah, that is really cool. That's yeah. interesting. Necessary. So all musicians need a therapist assigned to them. I think yes. that the same. I think the same <laughs> yes. way that sign you. I think the same way that they're assigned a publicist, Great they need yes. to be assigned a assigned, therapist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got their nail titians following them, makeup artists, and yeah. all that. Just well, there the, should be a package. Yeah, a package deal. Of the the um the record company should include that in the package. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, should I be getting that. Yeah, like but Quana, yes. Yeah, oh, you wanted oh, to say? Oh, sorry. Yes. Um, uh, so just because we started talking about relationships, mm-hmm. I just wanted to go to the next phase of you know these topics that yes. we wanted to ask Nai about. So, um, speaking on relationships and the music industry, there was uh, recently a lot of um, backlash going on towards Fab. And his F A B O L O U S. Yes. <laughs> and the mother of his child, Emily B, as well as Nas and his um, former, what were they, wife? Were they yeah, they former married, wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ex wife, Khalees. And mother of his child. Yes. One of his and children. Mother of his, mother of his son. Um, so, you know, social media, again, a video surfaced where Fab pulls up in front of, you know, Emily B's family's house and he's arguing with her and her dad. He's threatening them. She's crying, running. Um, you know, I watched the video and to me it was, you know, sad to see. I am a fan of Fabulous, you know, and I don't know their relationship. I have met Emily B once. Oh, really? Nice. Yes. Um, she wasn't that nice. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but that does not warrant... <laughs> That does not, like, warrant um, violence against her if that is what was happening in the relationship. Not at all. Not at all. So um, just to ask Nye about that, when you are famous or a celebrity or even when you're just a regular person and you do have a relationship, what are some things you can do to kind of limit this whole, like, social media and oh let me check your pictures let me check your phone like all that stuff that people do now when it comes to Facebook and Instagram and they don't feel so secure in terms of like like with your spouse like not checking your stuff like the boundaries yeah boundaries or in terms of just helping people not to get so caught up in Mm -hmm. oh this picture is cute let's post a cute picture you know because like you said that that world isn't real yeah Yeah. people break up over social media yes all the time yes Mm -hmm. they do i think something that needs to happen is very clear boundaries be set right i think we don't actually have conversations about what's acceptable in our relationships we sort of just jump into them and and deal with it hope Mm -hmm. that the person gets it right um and we just can't assume that because they are coming into the relationship with their own thoughts and expectations and what's okay and what's not okay and then so are we yeah and i think that Social media is something that we never had to talk about before, but that needs to be on the topic when we're talking about what we're doing exactly in this relationship, right? right. So what's acceptable and what's not. Yeah. And also not to take social media as seriously sometimes mm. um, because it is, like, I think about it as, like, a game. Like, this is pretty much a game. You post a picture, you get a like, and that's just mm. what it is, right? right. Um, but for some people, people do really cross serious boundaries right. in their relationships over this game, right. Right? right? Over this little thing that's not real, technically. So I think that if we come into relationships really talking about what it is that we want and what we expect from having social media a part of our lives, what are we going to do as a couple? Are we going to be posting pictures? Are we going to be one of those couples that want people to sort of track our lives mm-hmm. or are we completely private or yeah. is it okay that I don't post any pictures of you mm-hmm. is that going to make you feel a way if I yeah. don't document right. us is that are you going to feel bad if I don't put that we're you know together on Facebook how do we do this because yeah. right. um, when we don't have those conversations and we go into it with the expectations then we get mm-hmm. offended yeah. but we never had the conversation to in the first with. place yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's a great point yeah. um, I'm going to take that into consideration whenever I go into my future <laughs> relationship <laughs> Great point. There's that like fine line, like when I don't want my spouse to make make him feel like he's a prop to me getting more likes or getting more right. attention. I don't want him to think that relationship we, goals. Yeah, we are relationship goals. It's, yeah, but we do that for 
people see celebrities. This is us again, mm-hmm. yep. emulating celebrities, right. musicians, um, wanting to have their relationships. And they see they're having those relationship goals and having those pictures up and out to dinner with Bay. Yeah. He just got me a bag. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So we see this and we want to emulate it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, well, like, even to piggyback off you two, which is like relationship goals is a good, like, term because people say that all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm, no but one like, is relationship goals no. for me. Okay. No, like, no my one. relationship Nine. is with Jesus. No. That's my goal. From a professional standpoint, yes. Nye, what do you think of relationship goals? goals. Um, a healthy one. That's it. The only goal is that the relationship is healthy, meaning that both people know why they're there. They know how to contribute. They know what they're doing. And they're making sure that they're honoring each other in the relationship. That's the only goal. It's it's these things that people post are like sweet. It's very nice. And I Mm -hmm. think to a certain degree, it's very cool to see people love each other. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful. But it's uh, the intention. And I think for us viewing it, not to internalize that is that's how we have to love. Right. Because I think mm-hmm. that's where we um, start feeling like, well, we, now we have to post something. Mm-hmm. But really, we it's just beautiful to see love. And it's okay to just post that and share that. Mm-hmm. But it's about the, your intention behind it. Are right. you doing this because somebody else just posted it? Are you doing it because you don't want people to think you're single? Mm-hmm. Are you doing mm-hmm. it because your relationship is not really that good and you want people to think it's really good? Right. Like your it's intention right, means a lot in that. Mm-hmm. And I think just for people viewing it, just to see it for what it is, like a moment in time where that mm-hmm. couple was happy mm-hmm. yeah. and not to assume mm-hmm. that this is what their whole relationship yeah. is about mm-hmm. and what all relationships are about. Right. Yeah. yeah. That reminds me of like, you know how a lot of celebrities, people will assume that they're single, but they've been in a full-blown relationship for like 10 plus years. Like we didn't know that Kerry Washington was married for as long as she was. Like she kept that very, very private. Um, I remember when people found out that the main guy, Chadwick Boseman in Black Panther, that he was, he's in a relationship for like years and everyone's like, what? Like he's single because he don't post her. Mm -hmm. But maybe these people, you know, you're the, you're the celebrity. You're the one that wanted to get into this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to remain normal. (laughs) So I feel like if I was dating a celebrity, I would be that person like, babe, like, don't, don't, don't. Then now, now you're opening the doors the for girls out here to be like trying yeah. to. Oh, she ain't even, you know, like I'm gonna right. just step up in here and no, nah, she ain't like, even that bad. Listen, but I'll scrap, I'll yeah. scrap. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> even yeah. with kids, people you know? will like cover their faces mm-hmm. or like not really post their their Ooh, faces. That right. made me think. Also, Shade Room post picture of Childish Gambino with his woman, and now everyone's like attacking his character because uh, he's with a white girl. Yeah, but and we they knew have, that, y'all. We, but y'all we didn't knew, know but that. We, yeah, we knew. And that. he and he has two kids with her, so everyone's like. Oh, yeah. you know, he's singing Redbone and talking about being woke. And then in Not Atlanta, everybody knew that, though. Not everybody. I feel like we know because yeah. we follow, we, knew that, we yeah. kind of yeah. watched him. Her. But yeah. now everyone's trying to talk about, oh, you know, does this change your belief in his musical content? He's talking about being woke and, like, all this stuff. And then he had that episode in Atlanta where he's mm. talking about the dynamics of interracial relationships with the white girl that was eating the basketball and all yeah. that. So then people are, like, pulling from that scene. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm that's just another like, episode. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just like, like, is, he, is he no longer a black man because right. he's with a white I'm woman? Like, does, like, that ex- does that erase his black be, experience? Let's be, let's be 100% honest. I don't think a lot of black women will be gravitating towards Childish Gambino. Not true. Him, I feel like him mm. today, okay, the way that he explained he, it in previous what, interviews, he talks he about how he's from very... From the beginning, I don't think... I feel like people... People become more attracted to someone once their status. Their status, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you see, like, I'm just, I'm not speaking for every black woman because I can't speak for everyone. I'm just saying he's not like a sex symbol or someone that everyone would be like drawn to. Like, oh my god, I gotta get with him. I gotta jump. His I mean, bones. if you're talking about Donald Glover and what was it, Parks and not Parks and Community. Right? That's, community. That's, that's what I'm talking shit. about. I'm that's what I'm talking about. about. Donald Glover and Community. There is some beautiful, you know. Black female nerd out here who's <laughs> up in the library as well, who he yeah. could hook. You know what I mean? A rare like, commodity. There, but I mean, but he led to. But he has top. spoke to it himself back in like older interviews when he was on Communion, saying how people in general just weren't checking for him. Mm-hmm. They just weren't. So. He was the nerdy black dude, and we know nerdy black dudes. Mm-hmm. And we what is you know? I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not checking. I, I don't know, but for me, <laughs> everybody's different. That's just not your type. It's not my type. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. But for me, also, like, I'm attracted just based on attraction like it, I can one day like this person and I don't have a type I just mm-hmm. if I feel that attraction yeah. they what may not be thing? cute to you you know in your eyes but they're cute it to ain't me. about you right yeah. so it's just a perspective thing I was right. just talking from a general, yeah. general. but status wise I can Definitely. see why people would 
be more attracted to him mm-hmm. now based mm-hmm. on Atlanta and everything he's yeah. doing and all the movies and now people right. see like oh but okay. the, the only problem I, I have with some of these um like uh, examples of interracial dating though mm-hmm. is like the narrative mm-hmm. um, like in that particular scene and I did not watch the whole episode and I do not watch the show so oh, I, me I neither. can't comment on everything the only show. thing I can say is that for that particular scene to me it was just a lazy narrative of like mm-hmm. the black girl being mad that the black man has a white girl nobody's mad they said apparently I don't know if this is true but allegedly that episode was written by a Caucasian woman well, I mean, and so that that may make sense know. as to why it came off that way. Maybe that's because her that 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 to me came off as a very lazy narrative because it's a redundant one, yeah. right? And I think in general, and I can speak for mostly the millennial population, that no one really comes up with like no one's angry about those mm-hmm. types of things anymore. Not at all. Mm-hmm. In that way, I think it's just the presentation of it. You know what I mean? It's like how. Now, black women in particular, especially when it comes to dating, are just really looking at, okay, well, wait, who likes us, Mm -hmm. right? Mm. And I think that now we're starting to just pick apart, okay, why do they like other people and not us, right? Right. And the why is what gets people in trouble. Mm -hmm. If it was just just because I fell in love and I Mm -hmm. like this person and we vibe and that was great. But most of the time, that's what it is. And that's okay. But when it's, well, because all the people that I've dated who were like you were this or because all black women are this. That's the issue. That's when it becomes problematic because now it's pushing stereotypes that um, are, some of them may be true for some people, but they're not true for everyone. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you get into all and every, you automatically are wrong. So Mm -hmm. I think that's that's where it becomes, that's where people are more annoyed. Mm -hmm. Not so much that it happens, but just the why and the the reasoning and people trying to defend it by throwing other people under the bus. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think like like the reason why I brought it up was because based on that image and when people see on social media, they're assuming what his why is. Yeah. Yeah. They're assuming that, see, he's using us as like a prop, like you were comparing with yeah. the boyfriend in the image. They're using the black women and black people as a prop to make money off mm-hmm. of us to watch his show. And I'm just like, yeah. y'all But just people doing were upset at Kendrick because but- his girlfriend or wife is black but she wasn't dark skinned yeah, like, yeah. but like, she was with him since they were in high school and I'm just like so like, I'm just gonna reject somebody who truly loves me and knows me people will not be happy either, either way, way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. no one's ever really happy no. they, everybody yeah. has that's the problem with social media media <laughs> girl <laughs> oh my god media. yeah social media <laughs> you gonna get that yeah <laughs> Wow, I can't talk today. But that's the issue with social media. Everybody has an opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. And they are allowed to have Twitter fingers and right. hide behind a screen, hide behind a platform and, mm-hmm. and express their opinion. Cause, but if the roles were reversed, mm-hmm. they wouldn't like it. Right. Yeah. Yes. So moving right along, to close everything up, we wanted to talk about music that helps you feel calm. So that that is that's something that you find that is therapeutic, a song, an album, while you're going through a trying time, mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, what is a song or an album that does that for you? I'll go with mm. Joey. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> um, <laughs> you look so. Yeah, she, she, she looks like she had it already. Yeah, like she, was like, uh, she had like five albums. I was thinking, I was thinking. Well, okay, well, if I'm like going through something, not, not saying I'm going through something traumatic, but like if I have a lot of thoughts going on, mm. I personally like to listen to instrumentals. Mm. So I listen to, um, there's a group called L1011, listen to them. There's an artist named Alash, and he sings on it, but he's, he's also um, the front person of Rye. Mm-hmm. which is a band, R-H-Y-E. But um, he sings, but it's very melodic and soothing, and it just allows you to kind of still think while the music is playing. Like, I'm one of those people who, if I'm like, writing a blog post or something, I'm playing, like, the, what is it, rainmoods.com? Yeah. Where it plays the rain. Like, I'm one of those kind of people. So I feel like listening to instrumentals or something that kind of plays more as background music mm. versus, like, there's a time when I need the lyrics, but most of the time it's kind of just, like, a background noise to allow me to collect my thoughts. Mm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's for me. What about you, Kwana? Um, uh, I needed this this morning. <laughs> I, 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 I Speak on a, it. I woke up in a funky mood this morning, mm-hmm. so it's so funny you asked this question. But um, 
woke up in a real funky mood, just wasn't feeling like, just feeling blah, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you wake up in those moods. So um, I took a bath and Brendan played Anita Baker. Ooh. So Why are you taking a bath? Hey. Why are you taking okay. He loved me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's love. That's, That's relationship. Love. Come on. Speak Come on, on love. And yes. I didn't ask. He was oh. just like, I'm gonna put on some music, and that was what he put on. That's like, a, like I need a baker play because he, I love her. That's what we that. need to hear about. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to see no picture. <laughs> right. yeah. Exactly. Talk about it. Talk about what? the experience, not this. Yeah. That's right. Tell your story. You don't see, and that's <laughs> the moment. Story. And that's not. That's a moment that wasn't documented. Right. Yeah. Imagine if Brendan oh came in the bathroom. Hold on. Let me get my. Let me get the Snapchat going. I got the bubbles ready. About the song. Can you rewind that song so I can get the song in the in the video? Hold on. Like, let me get the bath water on your chest. Right. Right. Let me do the picture where you see the bubbles in my feet. Listen, that has that happened picture. before where I'm driving in the car playing my music and I'll be in the car with like my sister and my cousin. They're snapping and they're like, oh, no, 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 I missed it up. Can you rewind that song? Yes. I'm like, can you rewind the song? No, I want that like, part. We are the like, yeah. on a reality show. Okay. okay. We don't have to rewind it. Yeah. This is just the life that we're living. We're like low-key producers. We produce in our lives. It's a yeah. production. Yeah. It's a production. It is a production. Mm. Wow. But that was great, Kwana. Shout out to B. Shout out to B for yeah. holding it down in the love. Yeah, I love her. Her voice, everything. So yeah. she's definitely like that jazzy, her Sade, that jazzy oh, yes. sound. I can like fall asleep to that. Mm. Yeah. Yes. With that. Nye, what about you? Well, Sade is my godmother oh, yes. in my mind, <laughs> so I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently, actually, Janelle Monae's Don't Judge Me. Ooh, mm-hmm. That whole album is amazing, First, by the way. My wig is gone because she just <laughs> took it off and just yeah. ran away with it. But, and you said, go ahead, girl. And go I just ahead. say, it's all right. I don't need You're it. You're like, don't edges, it. I think I'm going to be bald. It's right, it's, it's fine. <laughs> um, so that song definitely has been on repeat for mm-hmm. me. Um, but Sade, um, who else do I like? No, that's pretty much it. I mean, Sade is really it for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about you, T? I like some Jelly from Philly, Miss Jill Scott. Mm -hmm. Like, when she just the the poetic Mm -hmm. nature. When she goes into, like, the spoken word, sort of. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> don't put the hop in the booth. I mean, I, I'm literally in it right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, like Jill Scott, she, I mean, sometimes after a long day at work, I go in the shower. I mean, I don't have a man to play me no music, but we're going to get to that later. <laughs> I play He's my coming, own. girl. He's coming. Put it out there. Put He's it out coming. there. Um, I play my He's own. He's taking song. notes right now. He's but you like, know what yes, I learned in church? Because uh, the pastor's like, you got to learn how to love yourself. Self-love, hey. He says, if you don't know how to love you, how is someone else going to love you? Mm. So I take care of myself. Mm. And when I have a long day, take a shower, get that, um, you know, they have like the scented body wash with the lavender. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then I play some shot. I'm not shot. Oh, God. I can't talk today. (laughs) I had some Jill Scott. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just, you know, soothes my mind. Yeah. Yeah. A a self-care shower. Definitely. Yes. Good. Speaking yes. of self love and self care, what night? This is for you. Another ask night question. Ask night. What are some tips that you have for women like us, the black women? How? Mm-hmm. What is like some Ooh. good self care tips for us being in this yes. world? Specifically mm-hmm. for Specific, us. You know how the quote goes. Mm. What is it? The most underrated or underappreciated person oh, yeah. in this world most is the black woman. One protected and protected. The mm-hmm. first thing I would say mm-hmm. is don't try to solve problems that you don't have to solve. Mm. That was a word. My life. <laughs> Take me I, out. Like, we just have this responsibility to fix everything all the time, everybody's problems. Yes. And we end up not having enough time to focus on ourselves. Not even that we Don't don't worry. want to, but... If you're a super mom, superhero, superwoman for everyone else, you really don't have that much time to take care of yourself. So try to focus on the problems in your life, number one, that mean most to you, that you can actually solve, that you can actually support, Mm -hmm. to try to prioritize some of the issues that might be coming your way. And Mm -hmm. know that you don't have to solve everything. Um, and not like take on other people's stress because right. we have enough stress that you know is given to us in life. We have to figure it out. If we can be supportive, let's do it. If we can't, no. Exactly. Um, so that would be one tip. The second Love thing that. would probably be to try to develop some sort of self care regimen. 
Mm-hmm. which is like for me I'm obsessed with bubble baths I've been obsessed with them since I yes. was like a kid it was my favorite thing in life <laughs> do you do bath yeah. bombs so I do bath yeah. bombs I do bath oils I'll take I... a bath over a shower any day yeah, yeah. I any agree day. I'm yeah. a shower See, person I'm weird because I'll take a bath and then I get up and when the water drains I take a shower <laughs> exactly 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 any sort water for me is like a big person. deal so a good like my self care showers I like me a little candle oh, I, do like, okay. I don't play games I take it serious <laughs> so um, doing things like that um, for me works but any sort of like regimen for some people that could be running for some people that could be working um, like out true. exercise is like yeah, a big me. thing for people to release especially people who get angry real quick true. they need to do something to let it go mm. exercising is very good for that um, paying attention to how you feel and addressing your cravings directly because mm. um, sometimes we want things and we're craving things throughout the day but we just keep denying ourselves right. and I think not to get into a, a space of overindulging, but just paying attention to how you feel and doing something about it. So if you know you're tired, just take a nap. Right. Mm-hmm. Just lay down. It's okay. Let me just go sit down. Girl, that's mm-hmm. me. Also, I'll literally make a mental <laughs> list of things I got to do for the day, and that is exhausting. And I'm like, bitch, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's as far as you get, and that's and that's cool. Yeah. That's it's so cool. That's awesome. Good tips. I'm yeah, definitely great tips. And a great way to wrap up the show. Great way. Yes. Thank you so much for Thank coming. You. Um, before you go, please let the people know where they can contact you, reach you, follow you. You can follow me at Nyon Life on Instagram. Um, you can send me DMs. A lot of people do that, so that's cool. Nice. <laughs> um, and then where else? Uh, Facebook is not really my thing, but mostly Instagram is it. So okay. I Instagram. would just Instagram is the best way to get me. Nice. Oh, and let's not forget to mention that you were one of Brooklyn's. Oh third, my what goodness. is it now? Thirty and thirty. 30. 30. 30 Come girl. on, we gotta speak these accomplishments, okay? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. By feature, yeah, yeah. So check her out on Gram. She yes. popping or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. We, thank we, you. We gonna hype you up. You're not gonna hype yourself. Uh, we got you. <laughs> we got you, boo. <laughs> I know. It's like gotta be modest. Of course. Yeah, you, you know, you people ladies. people gonna see her like she the top um Brooklyn's thirty. Like what life she living <laughs> on social media. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, here we go back oh to the gosh. social media. But yes, but well, thank you guys so so much for yes. coming. Thank you, ladies, for having yes. me. This yes. was so much fun. And before you go, is there any websites that you would recommend to people or uh, forms of like uh, like apps or anything. apps or who are going through different mental health issues or they just need someone to talk to? Is there anything you recommend? So I would recommend anybody who's actually looking for a therapist is to go to therapyforblackgirls.com. Mm. Um, oh, there's your podcast? Is that the same girl? That is a podcast nice. as well. Oh, exactly. Wow. Um, they actually have a whole directory of black female therapists. I love um, that. All throughout that the 50 down. states. So you can go on there, check out all of the licensed clinicians that are on there. They have marriage and family therapists. They have mental health counselors. They have licensed social workers. Each of those um, credentials could be a therapist for you. And it does it for everybody in the 50 states. So you, no matter where you are, you can find somebody really good. Nice. That's amazing. Thank you for providing us with that information. No problem. Yes. Well, ladies, it's been a great show. Yes. 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 It's been T. I'm Joey. And I'm Kwana. And we out. Peace.